listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we are sisters too. We are. Our first segment is always interesting names we found since the last episode. And I just recently heard a name that I had never heard before. That's quite a feat. Sylvestra, the feminized form of the male name Sylvester. It means of the forest, which I love nature name and all. I think it's a nice alternative to the more common names, Sylvia or Sylvie. But you could call her Sylvie as a nickname or Vessie. What do you think about the name Sylvestra, Sestra? I like the name Sylvie quite a bit, but I think it stands out on its own. I'm not a fan of Sylvestra. It sounds like a medication name. (laughs) By the way, if you haven't watched our video comparing baby names to medication names, now is the time to do it. It was so funny, if I do say so myself. Yeah, it was a game show that we did on live. (laughs) We should do another one. We should. Anyway, I found the name Olivette, O-L-I-V-E-T-T-E. I think it's a fantastic alternative to Olivia. It has the French spin on it that I love so much. Olivia, which remains ultra popular, means ancestor's descendant and is of English origin. I'm tired of Olivia, but think Olivette is beautiful. We are eagerly awaiting to see if Olivia holds strong at number one on the U.S. Social Security baby names charts. The 2021 list is dropping soon. It is. Can't wait. We'll talk about that a little later. So our topic of this episode is... Star Wars names! So we know there's a huge fan base around Star Wars, and many listeners have asked for this episode, especially after we did the Star Trek episode. But the problem is... We're not really Star Wars aficionados. Yes. I mean, I think I watched the first three now-named episodes, four, five, and six, which, by the way, is very confusing to us old people, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I saw them in the theaters as they were released. Me too. I remember seeing Star Wars with the family, and for $5, you could get a ticket, a drink, and popcorn. (laughs) Ah, those were the days. Anyway, we do have a Star Wars fan on staff, and they've been on the podcast before, Case Anderson. Case just published an entire blog post article on Star Wars names, which is dropping today when this episode drops. That's handy. Yes, it is. So here's my conversation with Case about names from the Star Wars universe, and then Mal, you and I can choose our favorite Star Wars baby names. Okay. We're talking to one of our team members, Case Anderson, who has been with us since 2014 as a community member. And then we recognized their ability to work on names and their expertise. So we hired them to help with our name content and name database. And Case has been just absolutely amazing. And... Case knows much more about the Star Wars universe than me and Mallory. So when you asked to help out with this project, I readily accepted your help, (laughs) and I appreciate it. So 
Case has written a blog post that is in our names blog that is launching the same day as this podcast episode on Star Wars names. So welcome, Case, again to the podcast. Thank you so much. I want to dive right in. First of all, I want to ask you, what sparked your interest in the Star Wars universe? So I think for a lot of people my age, so and I'm a millennial, I'm you know almost 29, so my first my first experience with seeing Star Wars was the prequels. So in the early 2000s, I, I went with my family to see the movies and I got really into it. And uh, of course, there's now a lot of it, it went through a metamorphosis for, you know, there are some Star Wars fans who started off like they're bad movies, the prequels, not the originals. And now there's a kind of a renaissance for it um, of like realizing like, no, we're allowed to love these movies. They're fun. Um, but so that was my first, I, I went through a phase, like, you know, a lot of kids go through phases where they love certain things. And so I've, I've liked it since then. And it wasn't until uh, I met my husband um, in 2012 that I really got into it. He, his family, they are massively about Star Wars. His dad was the kind of person to, after the original movies, you know, he bought the books that continued the story that a lot of people didn't even know about. Wow. So it was like, if you're coming into this family, you better be a Star Wars fan. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so it's just taken off from there. So it helped with the, the sequel films coming out also not too long after we started our relationship. And so it, it really worked out to become something that we both ended up loving. Great. So let's talk about the names in Star Wars. Why do you think of all the created names in the universe that they specifically created for the stories that the name Anakin has been the front runner for actual baby names. I think that one big reason is that it fits modern trends like with sounds that names like a lot of names that end in like in a vowel and an N. Mm -hmm. So it fits with that. And I think that a lot of people are really attracted to villain type characters. Right. But it's it's helpful that Anakin isn't just he's not a hundred percent a villain. He starts off as, you know, a Jedi on the light side. A complicated Jedi, of course, right. <laughs> but so I think that it's, he's ambiguous. So people can kind of like, they like that kind of, I think, villain aspect. Layering of characters. Yeah. yeah. And so I think um, it's similar to Kylo, how the, the sound of it is really, it fits in with modern trends, but it's a right. pretty cool, ambiguous villain. Right. And Anakin, when you were talking about the A-N-I-N-E-N ending, we're talking about names like Jaden, Braden, Caden, yeah. phase of names and things like that. And also the first three letters, Anna, that is a very classic name, usually on the girl's side. Um, and the word kin means family. Yeah. So I think also that goes into it as well. It has, like you said, recognizable elements, but also has this deeper meaning within the universe, right? Exactly. Yeah. So there's a funny Facebook group. I, I follow all the naming Facebook groups, but one is called Children Are Not Billboards for Your Fandom. And they roast a lot of pop culture related baby names but I think it's actually okay to do it to some extent I mean if it has meaning to you I wouldn't recommend like going and naming a child Boba Fett for example that might be more appropriate for a pup but what Star Wars names do you recommend 
parents could use for their children without it being outright embarrassing. I think that there's two kinds of names that are the kind of the best Star Wars names to use. I think the first ones are ones that are really common, already commonplace, like Luke. You know, you can name mm. you can name your kid Luke. If you are a huge Star Wars fan, yeah, your friends and family, they're like, hmm, you know, I bet they, they might have picked it because of Luke Skywalker. But as soon as little Luke is out in the in, in the world on his own, no one's gonna know unless he says it. So Or unless yeah. his middle name is Skywalker. <laughs> exactly. Which I've seen. <laughs> yeah. That might be a bit much. But um but again, you know, middle names, they don't come up that often, I guess. Um right. but um so like same with Ezra or Finn. Those are already names that are really common that people won't necessarily know right away that that's why you picked that name. For the more uncommon choices, there are definitely options that are not solely attached to the character or that the names weren't created for the character. Like Hera, Hera Syndulla. So she's a character, but a lot of people obviously are going to associate it with the goddess, the Greek goddess first. Right. Or um, Cassian, uh, Cassian Andor. That's a fairly established, yet uncommon, Roman name. Mm-hmm. Um, Cal, from Cal Kestis. Um, Cal is already an established nickname, even if it's not super common, it's still, people already know about it. I think it would be more of a challenge for someone to be named like Bo-Katan or Obi-Wan, right. uh, especially because like some of those those names were created for the characters, but they were also, some of the elements were borrowed from other languages. So it, that might feel especially difficult as well, an added element that might complicate things. Right. Do you think there was a conscious choice in naming the two main characters of episode four, two biblical names, Luke and Leia? And why would that be? I know that Luke came from Lucas's surname, but has he ever explained where Leia came from? It's kind of tough tough to discuss the origins of names in other Star Wars lore because you don't always know what was the original plan or what was retroactively added or decided later because there's a lot of the latter. Oh, okay. Um, so potentially, yes, there, there, there could have been a conscious choice in two biblical names. Um, it's tough to find background on that. I've, I was looking it up, and uh, there's also a lot of myths around like how right. George came up with a lot of ideas. Sometimes things had meanings, sometimes they were just random. Uh, so he might have liked that it, because Leia, that spelling does exist, but he, li- he might have liked that it felt like a more exotic version of Leah, you know, of a familiar name, um, because there is a lot of that in Star Wars, is names that are similar to real names, but... Felt familiar. Yeah. Which is really good. I mean, we had a whole episode on character naming. And, you know, what I say is, especially for science fiction, it still has to give a little familiarity to the sound so people can relate to the characters. Yeah, I... I I really love the dichotomy between, like, Luke and Obi-Wan. Like, the the two choices there, I really love. (laughs) Right. And also, like, they're alliterative, Luke and Leia. They both have four letters. And, you know, spoiler alert, we find out that that might have been a family naming convention, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So there's probably a little thought gone into that behind the scenes. Definitely. Now, I did mention that Luke came from George Lucas's surname. His full name is George Walton Lucas Jr. So there was a first, obviously his father or maybe an uncle, but probably his father. Now, did he use his middle name Walton anywhere in the Star Wars universe? I don't believe so. Um, I there's like some really good Star Wars like Wikipedia page. My favorite is Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I couldn't find anything on Walton. And then what he has interesting children's names too. Like the, there's Amanda, 
And then there's Everest, which I absolutely love. I love that name just because it's, I don't know, it's strong and mighty. And I would love, you know, to see that on the girl's side one day. I, I actually know of a little girl named Everest. So so yeah, it fits really well. So Oh, that's amazing. And then there's Jet, J-E-T-T, and Katie. So do those appear anywhere in the universe? So from what I could find, uh, Jet's name kind of is. So Jet played a character uh, in the prequel film Revenge of the Sith. Uh, for those who have seen it, and spoiler if you haven't, I guess, uh, uh, there's um, a point in which Order 66 is uh, executed, and, a, and Jedi are killed all throughout the galaxy. And at the Jedi Temple, there's a little boy who, as the character Bail Organa is going to figure out what's going on, a little boy is trying to leave, and he gets cut down um, by... Um, by one of the, I think one of the clone soldiers, but um, he, that character's name was Zet, Zet Jukasa. Oh. So kind of, so he was in it and it was kind of his name. Oh, Jet played Zet? Yes. Okay. And so funny. for Everest, I did find an entry on one of the Star Wars wiki pages for like a troop of soldiers with the name Everest in it. But it was obscure enough that it didn't even list what piece of media it was in. I couldn't right. find anything else about it. Yeah, so nothing for Amanda that I could find, though she she herself has written for Star Wars now, um, which cool. is very cool. And then it wasn't for his daughter, Katie, but uh, there is an Easter egg for a little girl named Katie in the series. There's a droid named R2KT, and she was created in 2005 to honor Katie Johnson, the seven-year-old daughter of the founder of the 501st Legion which is a worldwide fan costuming organization. They go to charity events, and they were even included in um, the filming of The Mandalorian. But Katie was diagnosed with terminal brain cancer in 2004, and so the droid, who's like white and pink, um, I think those because those were her favorite colors, um, that it was in various Star Wars media, including the Clone Wars TV show and the sequel film Force Awakens. That's amazing. What a great yeah. story. Yeah. Are there any stories behind other characters' names? Like, for example, Han Solo. I mean, obviously Solo, he was a renegade, a maverick, and that alludes to the fact that his personality was to work alone and be self-serving. But is there any other mythology behind the names? A, a little bit. It, it, like I said, it can be tough to figure out what was like, was that on purpose? When was that added? Right. Um, and I, I do, because Solo, um, I, have you seen the uh, the Solo movie? No, I have not. So they did create an current canon reason for his name being Solo, um, which was fun. But originally, yes, definitely. Definitely the reason that you said. Wait, what was the canon? Um, so in, in current canon, um, in the 2018 film Solo, uh, they have a scene where it shows how he received his name. He rushes up to sign up for the Imperial Army as he means to escape. He's asked for his first and last name, and he says he doesn't have a last name. And the guy asks, like, well, who are your people? And he's like, well, I don't have those. And he just thinks for the Imperial officer, thinks for a moment and just goes solo and just puts that in for him. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So it, That's cool. I don't know how all Star Wars fans feel about it, but it's kind of a fun just like reason for his name. Um, in addition to the original reason they right. picked it. Yeah. So for the other characters, it's kind of a hodgepodge of different like backgrounds and what I think could also be meetings, um, even if they're not necessarily confirmed. Uh, but so Anakin comes from, like, the reason he was picked was be most likely was because uh, George Lucas has a friend named Ken Anakin, who's also a director. Oh, okay. uh, and the surname is patronymic, so it means, like, son of Arno or Henry, originally. The planet Tatooine, um, and I don't know if it's the same pronunciation, 
but in, is a uh, spelled differently. The real place name is spelled T-A-T-A-O-U-I-N-E. And it's a real place in Tunisia near where they filmed. Cool. I never knew that. Yeah, I actually didn't know that until recently either. And R2-D2 comes from when someone uh, during sound mixing shouted um, the for shorthand real to dialogue to. Oh. So they said R2-D2 as shorthand and uh, so apparently wrote that down. They used that. <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite, it's apparently it's not an official Easter egg, but I feel like it has to be. So in the Clone Wars TV show, there's a character named Satine who Obi-Wan is in love with. Mm-hmm. And Hugh McGregor, who stars Obi-Wan in live action, also starred in Moulin Rouge, where his character, Christian, is in love with a woman named Satine. Right, I remember that. Yeah, so apparently the writer denies the connection, but the showrunner, Dave Filoni, is suspicious of the denial. Yeah, it seems a little too on the nose. Yeah, I think so. For less confirmed you know, but some things that could have meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the character Kanan Jarrus from the show Rebels, his birth name uh, is Caleb, Caleb Doom. And Caleb most likely means dog. So, and the character later on in the show has an important tie to an animal called Lothwolves mm-hmm. um, on Ezra Bridger's home planet of Lothal. So I think that could definitely be a connection to his story. Right. And Ezra's name overall could also potentially have deeper meaning. Uh, Ezra means help. And the character's main desire is to liberate his home planet, and he does save his his planet and his friends. And then for his last name, in the last season of Rebels, and spoilers if you haven't <laughs> seen it, there's a really important plot point at the climax of the show where he's the only one who's able to gain access to what's called the world between worlds, which is essentially a bridge between moments in time, past and present. And so his name definitely could have been picked um, in, in connection with that with that with that narrative might not have been but it's a fun connection either way so they could have gone to babynames.com and gone to the advanced search and searched by meaning exactly yep i love that like i said before there's also a lot of myths surrounding how george came up with names one of those is that a lot of people like to claim that chewbacca's name was based on the russian words and i'm so sorry if i pronounced these incorrectly uh chudovishia meaning monster and sobaka meaning dog but apparently Lucas was quoted saying he just came up with it by changing random words around. Um, but the character is based off of his dog. Oh, but his the dog's name is Indiana, which did inspire the character named Indiana Jones. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> well, I've known dogs named yep. Chewy and Chewbacca, yep. obviously. And then there's, you know, the website for pets named yep. Chewy also. That is great. What are some other things that the writers did to real names to make them a bit more sci-fi. Like I noticed there were some added letters like Ayla and Aura. Aura has two R's and Ayla has two A's. And Alexander is missing the E. Can you think of other things that they did to, and like you said, it makes them feel more familiar because when they're saying them out loud, we can relate to them, but they're just a little bit different. I think uh, similar to like, Jet to Z. I think changing one letter, whether it's replacing the letter with a different one or mm. or taking away a letter. So also like, you know, Jin could like sound similar to Jin. Um, right. Or, you know, Han is very familiar to us more like Hans. And so I feel like mm. that's a really common way of just like deleting the letter or just replacing one of them um, to sound like a name that we're already familiar with, but it's slightly different. Right. And so let's talk about Darth, which is, you know, like... 
Garth, only with a D, and it also kind of intimates Dark. I've heard of some babies actually being named Darth. Do you think that's too much of a stigma to do to a child? I personally think it's it's too much stigma. It's solely tied to Star Wars, you know. I and and they wouldn't be able to escape that uh, without changing their name, of course. But so is Anakin in a way. But Darth is after the character has transitioned, right? Yeah. Well, so it's 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 an overwhelmingly villainous name. <laughs> right. So unlike Anakin, one could argue that for the character, Anakin is the light side, and Darth Vader is the dark side. Mm, so yeah. a lot of people talk about how like so Darth Vader even says, you know, I, when he talks about Anakin, he says, "I killed him." Yeah. So there's kind of that element of they're almost like two separate people, and that each name kind of can represent each side of him it's also it's also not just tied to darth vader so darth is a title so it's a title of all sith lords so darth sidious darth plagius it's an association with the entire group of the most awful people in the star wars <laughs> universe so it does feel like it's a lot of baggage to give a kid right thank you so much for joining us on the baby names podcast it's always a pleasure having you on the show and everyone go look at the babynames.com slash blogs and you will see the article that Case wrote about Star Wars names. Many more that you can consider for your baby and even pet. Perfect. Thank you so much. Wow, that was really interesting. For boys, I like Zev, Z-E-V, which means wolf in Hebrew. I like it a lot more than wolf itself, which is becoming too popular. Well, you better tell Kylie about Zev then. Oh, maybe I will, because she's going <laughs> to listen to me. I also think Lando, which sounds like you made it up, could be a good alternative to Liam. It means famous land and is of Spanish origin. For girls, I like Rey, R-E-Y, which is Spanish for king, but I think it is a beautiful name and honestly could be gender neutral. Yep. I also like Leia. It's a biblical name meaning weary and sounds mellifluous. Okay. <laughs> but why is her name Leia Organa some places and Leia Skywalker in others? Well, I asked Case this question and they said, so she's Leia Padme Organa Skywalker. And Padme is after her mother, Queen Padme Amidala. Skywalker is her, her birth surname from Anakin Skywalker. And when the twins were separated for their protection at birth, Leia was adopted by Bail Organa and his wife. They are royalty on their planet Alderaan, which is why she was referred to as a princess. On Wikipedia, which I think <laughs> is just an adorable name, she's listed as Leia Skywalker Organa Solo. Okay, that makes sense. All right, as far as dog names, I would use the name Chewy for Chewbacca. It's so mm -hmm. cute. And as far as a funny name for a cat or bird, I would go with Boba Fett or Jabba the Hutt, depending <laughs> on if the pet is a little bit chonky. Oh, you think Roscoe is a little Jabba the Hutt? <laughs> I think he is a little Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> All right, so my favorite Star Wars name for a boy is Kylo, K-Y-L-O, which has become an actual baby name. In 2020, 657 baby boys were named Kylo in the U.S. Now, Kylo was originally named Ben Solo, 
Kylo Ren is the son of Han Solo and Leia Skywalker. His name might be a combination of the KY from Skywalker and the LO of Solo. Mm. Who knows? Kylo first appeared in The Force Awakens in 2015. Now, as for my favorite female name, I'm kind of vibing on Lyra or Lyra, L-Y-R-A. In the Star Wars universe, Lyra Urso is the wife of Galen Urso and mother to Jin. Now, if I'm pronouncing these wrong, please don't at me, okay? <laughs> Lyra is another name that is prevalent for actual babies. In 2020, there were 534 babies named Lyra in the U.S. I think that's really pretty, actually, Lyra. Yeah, it's like lyric, but it has that softer A ending than the hard C sound. Exactly. I'm sure there is much that we haven't covered in the vast fictional universe. So listeners, if you have a favorite Star Wars name story, email us at podcast at babynames.com. Or chat with us in our Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and search for The Baby Names Podcast. After the break, we'll return with breaking celebrity baby news. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Bravo talk show host Andy Cohen announced the arrival of his second child. He had not previously shared that he was planning another baby, but had said that he was looking forward to growing his family. Lucy Eve Cohen was born by surrogate and was 8 pounds 13 ounces at birth. Weeks. Weeks. She joins older brother Benjamin Allen. Lucy, I think, is awesome, and I was going to name Veronica Benjamin if she were a boy. Good choices, Andy. Yep. Here are some pregnancy announcements. Vanessa Grimaldi of Bachelor 21 fame is expecting with husband Joshua Wolf. They started dating months after she and Bachelor Nick Vile broke up in 2018. And tennis star Maria Sharapova is pregnant. She's 35 and very excited. She's only 35? Yeah, I know. She must have started playing tennis early. The baby's father is businessman Alexander Gilks, and they have been engaged since she retired in 2020. In more pregnancy news, supermodel Adriana Lima and boyfriend Andre Lemmers will be giving birth to it. Well, not both of them. (laughs) (laughs) But she will be giving birth to a baby boy this fall. The baby will join Adriana's two girls who are named Valentina and Sienna. Actress Allison Williams, known for her part in Get Out, and partner actor Alexander Drayman, followed the trend of waiting to announce the birth of their child this past winter. The daughter of news anchor Brian Williams, Allison with Alexander, reportedly named their son Arlo. What do you think of the name Arlo, Jen? I know it reminds me of Arlo Guthrie. It's it's an mm-hmm. old-fashioned name. It's kind of like Otto and Oscar. It has that O in it. I think it's kind of cute. Yeah, I think it's going to become more popular. Singer Jennifer Wayne of Runaway June has announced that she and hubby Austin Moody, both country music stars, welcomed a baby on April 18th. They named their new daughter Lily Maria Moody. The baby is actually the great-granddaughter of late movie star John Wayne. Everyone is happy and healthy according to Austin's Instagram. Now, (laughs) I'm supposed to say the next line in a John Wayne voice. 
<laughs> but I don't know why you thought that I could do impressions. Welcome to the world, partner. Welcome to the world. Not that. Partner? No, whatever wait, that was wait, was not welcome. John Wayne. It sounded like a Muppet. <laughs> welcome to You are nuts. Welcome to the world, partner. That is not John Wayne either. It's a lot better than the Muppet. (laughs) Okay, enough of the impressions. We mentioned previously that Nick Cage and wife Rico Shibata were expecting their first child together. Now Nick announced why they are naming their baby girl Lennon Augie. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Across the Universe is Nick's favorite song, and it was written by John Lennon with Paul McCartney. Augie is named after Nick's father, August. We mentioned that previously. These are two names that are gender neutral. He says he is going to nickname Lennon, Lenny for short, and Lenny's older brother is notoriously named Kal-El, which was Superman's original name on Krypton. I think Lenny is getting off easy, and actually it's pretty cute. Okay, but it would have been prettier if it was Lennon Augusta. Oh, really? Just saying. Lennon Augie. Lennon Augie. And Augie Doggy. <laughs> Who even yeah. remembers Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy? <laughs> oh, I do. Well, Nick Cage is our age, so. <laughs> okay. I told you I ran into him, right? Nick Cage? Yeah. I literally ran into him in an antique store. He's very, very tall. Did you He's a... hit him? No. We bumped into each other, and I looked up. Because he's very, very tall. And I was like, oops, sorry. And then I was like, this is Nicholas Cage. That's okay. See, I could do an impression of him. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then I ran away because I'm not good with celebrities. In other naming news, Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas have announced the name of their baby. The baby girl was born by surrogate on January 15th in San Diego, and the couple named her Multi Marie Chopra Jonas, M-A-L-T-I. Multi is a Hindu name that means moonlight or jasmine flower. I like the meaning of the name, but it kind of reminds me of the dog breed Maltese. Agreed, or moldy, I'm or malt. I'm not sure it would pass our playground test. Moving on, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, one of my favorite shows, In The Path, announced that his baby born in March is a boy. He and wife Lauren have named him Ryden, R-Y-D-E-N, Caspian Paul, named after their favorite painter, Mark Ryden. Be sure to look at the photo of the baby on Aaron's Instagram. It's so cute. He's winking. (laughs) Tyler Joseph from 21 Pilots has welcomed his second child. Wife Jenna announced that the baby was born on April 8th, was a girl named Junie, J-U-N-I-E, Bell, Junie Bell Joseph. You know how I feel about diminutives. Why couldn't she just have been June? I think Junie is so cute. I think it's much better than June, and it reminds me of Juniper, but much prettier. Meh. I disagree. Get this, though. She arrived 10 minutes after getting to the hospital. Oops, yikes. They happily announced that there were no complications, though, and they even drove the speed limit on the way. Good job. And now our last segment, letters from you, our listeners. I'll go first. 
I'm writing to inform you my name is Andra, A-N-D-R-A. I'm 53 and an African-American female. I've never met anyone with my name, and most people who know me call me Yvette, which they think is my name, but it's my middle name. Sincerely, Yvette. Well, I like the name Andra. I think it's really pretty. It's the American female form of Andrew, meaning manly, or it also could be a short form of the Slavic name Alexandra, just the last five letters, which means defender of the people. Oh, okay. Well, looking at the social security charts since 1900, Andra has only been on the charts 10 years, 1944, between 1959 and 1960, and between 1966 and 1972. Now, I have heard of an Andra or an Andra. The only one is the popular singer and actress Andra Day. And you may know her from the movie The United States versus Billie Holiday. Listeners out there, if you know an Andra or an Andra, write us or post in the Baby Names podcast group on Facebook. I have to see that movie. I really wanted to see that. I haven't either. Sounds good. Okay, you read the second one. Hi, I heard about a career in baby naming on the radio and immediately became interested. I would be so good at it, as I come up with different names all the time. I love different. How does one start a career in baby naming? Is there a course you take? I'm so new at this career, so I'm inquiring and inquiring minds want to know, especially my mind. Thanks so much, Lisa. Okay, this is a big can of worms because for a while we did do baby name consulting and it was really, really hard. Now, I realized that just recently a whole bunch of articles came out about a New York baby namer who charges between $1,500 and $10,000 a pop, depending on what you want her to do. But when we were doing it, it was probably around the former But what I found is that parents who hired us fell into two different categories. One was that they had already chosen a name and they just wanted a stamp of approval on it. And the other was the baby was already born and I got a lot of those. And they were so overwhelmed they just couldn't choose or they were getting conflicting reactions from friends and family and there was some contention going on. So... The first one, if I didn't like a name, I would give them alternatives and tell them why maybe I didn't think their name went with the last name. And they would always go back to the name that they wanted. They'd be like, yeah, but what about Chloe? Because I just think that's so pretty. I'll say, yeah, but it doesn't sound great with your last name and she's going to have to go by first and last. But they would always bring me back around to they just wanted a stamp of approval. So I finally got in my head that there are certain parents that just want me to say it's beautiful. And I would do that. And I would also give them alternatives and other places to look and tell them about the process of, you know, finding the perfect name which eventually became the Baby Names Workbook. So that was one set. Now, the other set of parents I found where there was some contention there. Again, it was me trying to, like, throw spaghetti up against the wall. They wanted me to to suggest tons of names for them. And every name that I would suggest, it'd be like, nah, 
Nah. And if you recall, that's similar to one parent coming up with names and the other parent having veto power. Except I was coming up with names and both parents had veto power. It's really, really difficult to choose a name for a person's child because you have to know everything about them. You know, it's like you can't buy a purse for someone. You can't buy glasses for someone. It, you can't name another person's baby, in my opinion. I know there are people who make this a career. And it's not just a matter of loving names or finding cute names. It's a matter of pleasing the parents. And that's really, really difficult. And especially if you're going to charge $10,000 a pop, like we charged maybe between one and 2000 and I still felt a huge pressure to get it right because they were paying a lot of money for it. Imagine if we had charged 10000 for it. I would have to give them a golden baby name that everybody <laughs> loved, right? So me personally, I decided to stop the service because it was just very stressful and it didn't work well. Yeah, I mean, everybody looks at the money and goes, wow, I can come up with names, but it's not that easy. Now, in order to successfully make this career, what I would recommend is that you study onomastics, that's the study of names, that you study etymology in all languages if you're going to serve all ethnicities because that's really important um, and you study history because that's important too uh, history has an influence on baby names and baby names have an influence on history you know look at the norman invasion in england go listen to our episode on the history of english names and you'll know what i'm talking about so yes is there a course you can take no there are certain things that you can do in your learning to become a better namer well that sounds great jen thanks for the insight now we all know we mentioned before that the U.S. Social Security baby name stats are coming out next week. And though we feel having another episode about name popularity is kind of superfluous at this point, we will be discussing it with our fans on our Facebook group, as well as doing some fun TikToks about it because Mal's coming to visit me and I'm excited. And we might even do a Facebook Live if there's like some kind of crazy upset. So join us on all our socials, babynames.com with the D-O-T spelled out. And on Facebook, search for The Baby Names Podcast. And write us. We've caught up on all our letters. So if you have a question for me and Jennifer, write us. Podcast at babynames.com. And there's a good chance we'll read it on the show. We love interacting with our fans. Love you, Mel. Can't wait to see you in a couple weeks and make our TikToks. See you soon, Jen. Love you. Bye. Bye.